Howdy, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of Behind the Bulldogs, brought to you by Car Center. Brandon Wirt, Joe Nagy with you this fine Thursday afternoon. What's up? We got a great show We do. Up. We really do. I'm very excited for this episode. We got two great guests coming on the interview. Not going to spoil them just yet, but I'm really excited because we have a lot to talk about. Got a lot to review, a lot to preview, and the great interview as well. It's a triple header, Brandon. It's a triple crown. Triple crown, it always is. And we're certainly glad to have Chloe Idoni and Mallory McCartney, another pick and roll duo, coming on the pod. So it's going to be a good one to have what they have to say on their season as well as life as a Ferris State women's basketball player. And it certainly is fun to watch. Two thumbs play. up. Two thumbs up. Absolutely two thumbs up. Uh, before we get into that, of course, we got the Ferris State rundown here as we'll get to take a look at the week in review. And uh, we'll start especially with women's basketball. Joe, last Wednesday, get a 15-point win over Spring Arbor. They were seventh in the country, now up to five. Just climbing Big the ladder. Big time. Big time. That's exactly what we'd like to see, especially uh, 85-70 win is pretty big time, especially because that was our only game of that week, was it not? Uh, I believe so. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. And obviously that Great Lakes Christian game was postponed. So you only have one game of the week. It's a nice little recoup for this upcoming one, especially starting Gleax with Purdue Northwestern Wisconsin Parkside. That's going to be a tough little matchup um, today, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Since we're recording this on Thursday. Correct. It'll be tonight. Yeah. So we'll be talking a little bit that, about that a little bit more in the uh, preview of what's going to happen in the weekend. But that's being our game, 85 to 70, a really solid showing from uh, Kenzie Bauer. She got seven. Deshaun Day got nine. Chloe had only 21. Easy little 21 burger. Uh, not too bad. And then Mal McCartney with uh, eight points and six assists. And then Caden Blanchard finishes off the rest of the starting five with 14. And some solid showing from everybody else on the bench, too. Almost everybody getting on the score sheet uh, with a point, which is pretty solid and especially why this team has jumped up to number five. Absolutely. And you can tell that they are starting to shoot the ball better, uh, better I should say. Um, they're definitely moving the basketball better uh, over these last couple games, and it certainly is on display. And I think this team really hasn't even unlocked their potential yet, which is even more exciting being number five in the country and still work to be done. But uh, they're going to have a very fun doubleheader this weekend, as well as men's, who also had a game this last Saturday, uh, an absolute blowout, dominant win over Grace Christian and especially they had everybody except for my boy Brandon Clowerbout got the box score but Uh. he did contribute as well uh, outside of the point sheet so he did have a full loaded box score for Ferris State Uh, but especially just from that game uh, Grace Christian hit a couple shots early on they were keeping it to double digits uh, and then we started rolling away with it uh, and then it was really just dominance the rest of the way the transition game was awesome the defensive presence being able to get some steals some slams that was fun uh, and especially for Coach Bronco's team, uh, coming off that loss to McKendry, feels like that just fueled the fire even more. They take down Lewis, a really, really good ball club in regional play it, at the buzzer from Jack Ammerman, and then they're able to beat Grace Christian in dominant fashion. So uh, I think they're off and running, especially, and you just look at the depth they have on that team, and it, it just really is fascinating to watch, uh, being able to have new five on the floor, never lose intensity, never lose any skill, never lose any chemistry, and, and that's just how deep Coach Bronco's got this team right 
right now, and they are just firing on all cylinders. Yeah, especially in this game. I mean, kind of switched up a little bit with what we saw in that starting five. But when you have Dang Rang back, when you add Jack Ammerman to it, and you toss Amari Lee, Ethan Erickson, and Vayas on the bench, that's a pretty solid three that's going to be coming out for the first break. But even so, we have a solid amount of guys that are able to fill it up right off the bench, and that's going to be really, really valuable, especially later on the season. If injuries do happen, hopefully they do not. Uh, but when the season's going along and, and the guy's got to get some rest and maybe take the workload off some guys, we got uh, a couple of dudes who are able to, who are able, can't even talk, who are able to step up and be the next man up, which is very, very valuable in these trying times. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun season. And of course, we'll have all of the coverage. So you can make sure you subscribe here on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and more uh, all winter long to follow these two teams as well as the rest of our winter sports. Speaking of winter sports, going over to hockey, a really dominant win on Friday. And of course, the Tommy got us back on Saturday pretty good with an old tough little situation there. Yeah. Not lie. So it was definitely a tough uh, Saturday game. Uh, but I think definitely when you look at the, the outlook of it, uh, I think that they're still on the right track. I think they're still doing the right things. And I think just it was a really bad day for them on Saturday. Uh, but Friday, you got to see the full, ex- really the full potential of this team. You just got to put it together for two nights. That's really been the struggle all season long. Yeah, Stein got to start on Friday. Uh, Giesbrecht got to start on Saturday. Giesbrecht was kind of behind the eight ball right off the rip. Had two really tough shots to, to block uh, that got him behind on that Saturday game. And that was just kind of something that just really added to the domino effect where it just started to rain and pour and stuff like that. So you got to not knock it when you can. I mean, only one goal as well from the offense. So it kind of fell off with that offensive ability. Uh, but I think, especially when you look at the St. Thomas team, who's a top of the CCHA, you can get that win on Friday. Didn't have the greatest performance Saturday, but I think especially when you look at a weekend as a whole, I think that's a W, especially getting our, what is that, our first win in regulation as well since February? Since February. That shows how tough the CCHA is, especially when we've taken, when we've had, what, three overtime games as well so far, four overtime games uh, this season as well. Uh, so that's going to be, that's going to be very valuable, I would say, when it comes to point standings later on this season. It's big time for CCHA standings. Absolutely. And speaking of the CCHA standings, we're still in the hunt for first as the eighth place team. I mean, there's only seven points there was at least going into that Saturday game. I'll give a quick little look-see here. Between one and eight. Isn't that crazy? Joe will double-check that for us here. While I get to tell you about Car Center, uh, our sponsor for this show, you can request the best. When you need body work, request the best. Request the Car Center in Big Rapids. Find Car Center off Northland Drive in Rogers Heights and online at carcentermi.com. Anyway, was that enough stalling for you, John? Yeah, we are only so we are only two and a half games back from fourth place. We have eight points. Bemidji State has 13 points. So that would be solid if we're able to jump that up. That's only two and a half games and we got home field advantage for playoffs. 18 points to eight points is what separates. Uh, St. Thomas was able to get Obviously, that three points uh, from last week, but Michigan Tech and Minnesota State got some very valuable points as well, which kind of spread it out a little bit more. But knowing this upcoming week, I think we're going to see just another little monkey wrench thrown in the whole business that's going to get everything a little bit closer. I think absolutely. It's going to be a fun weekend against Bowling Green. We'll get to that in the Fair State Sports Slate. Finishing out volleyball. Uh, concluded their season, unfortunately, but they made it to the regional final game and ran into one of the top teams in all of 
all of NCAA volleyball, regardless of division in University of Missouri, St. Louis, excuse me. Uh, And I think when you looked at that game, we were in that game more than anybody has been in the entirety of the tournament against that team. Uh, Did up losing three to one, but I mean, we evened it up at one apiece. We were playing really close in that third set. Uh, Unfortunately, Umso made a nice run of four, I think four, five, six in a row, and they ended up holding it the rest of the way and winning set four. But I think when you looked at this team, especially beating Rockhurst, uh, beating a really good Hillsdale team in round one, who is much better than a seven seed in my book. Um, you looked at how great this team has been all season, and especially the defensive improvement they've showed this year has been absolutely awesome. Uh, and I think especially just that high-powered overall offense to go with the momentum of swings that, of course, we see. They're such a great team in grasping the momentum in the moment and using it. And you saw that especially in the tournament and especially at home court here at Bulldog Arena. But, I mean, fantastic season across the board. I mean, we saw three all-region honorees, Claire Nowicki, Olivia henneman Delapi, and Kaylee Mott getting those honors, and I think they're definitely deserving of it. And the best part is we're really only losing one or two players coming next next year. So, it's so almost, we are so back. Almost run it back. We are we are so back. Also, Missouri-St. Louis, 33-1. and one. Correct. So. Correct. Pretty good. Yeah. Very, very good. The Tritons yeah. are on their way potentially to a national championship game. Possibly. Yeah. So that's just how good they are. But we, we give them a really good run. So I think that's fun. So congrats to Coach Brandon Wilhelm. Great season for volleyball and really just a fantastic year. And we'll look forward to next year uh, making another tournament run. So it's going to be fun. Finishing out here before we get to the interview, we got a couple shout outs to make, of course, for all of our all-region honorees. Of course, we just mentioned our AVCA All-Americans for volleyball um, as well. Chloe, I don't Speaking of which, Defensive Player of the Week in Gliac Play, as well as Reese Hazleton, Offensive Player in the Week in Men's Basketball. Uh, On the other side, and going back to women's soccer, Catherine Welch, Welchie, getting an honor in her freshman year as an all-region player for Coach Henson. So congratulations to her. Yeah, she got it. How cool is that? Yeah. But um, also as well for football, not to bring up bad memories of that game or anything, um, but Sean Stevens, Xavier Wade, Bryce George, uh, Brennan Bajensen, and Justin Payout all receiving all-region honorees huge. for that one postseason game. It only took was one game to show out and ball out. So yeah, there so you that's go. huge for the program, if you ask me. Yeah, huge for the program um, as well. And it was really great to watch those see really just all those seasons successfully all year long. So... But that's going to do it. We're blessed, man. We're treated well. Yeah, we are treated well here at Ferris State. But that's going to do it here for the Ferris State Rundown. We're going to send you to the interview room with Chloe Idoni and Mallory McCartney. Let's shoot it over. Now joining us in studio, Mallory McCartney and Chloe Idoni of the Ferris State women's basketball team. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming out. Thank you. Thanks for having us. us. Absolutely. And we'll we'll get to the really the fun question right off the right off the bat here. You guys, number five in the nation. I mean, how cool does that feel for all the hard work you guys put in the offseason? And now you're kind of getting to see a little bit of the benefits here early in the season, ranked as a top five team in the entire country. Yeah, yeah it's super cool. I feel like um feels really good to be recognized by what whatever committee does it and everything. And I know it's really early, but it gives us something to strive for to keep being better each week. And um, just really excited for the girls and this entire team. I agree. It gives us like reassurance with all the hard work that we put in in the preseason. It's definitely not easy. So, and you know, it makes us feel good that, you know, we're getting recognized for that. For sure. But with that number five, it kind of puts a target on your back that you're the you're the team that everybody wants to be. I mean, going into this weekend, you have two tough games against Wisconsin Parkside and Purdue Northwest. What's it like now knowing, hey, we're the team to beat. We got to go in and play our best basketball. 
We're a veteran heavy team um, and I think we handle pressure pretty well and we've been in that situation where there's been high stakes so you know I think I feel confident in our team that we'll be able to be ranked that highly but also you know um, know that that we still have stuff to prove. Yeah for sure just playing off that I think that in the past we've always chased people and it's pretty fun being the one being chased now so it's I don't, I don't think we really look at it as a target. It's more just like we want to keep proving ourselves and we love it too. It's like we know when you play Ferris that you're going to have to have a big game or you won't get by us. So, Right. That's a great mentality to have. And especially for you guys, offensively have done really well. I believe every single game above 77 points so far through your first four games. Uh, just talk about the, the work that you guys have put in, especially in the offseason. And especially you mentioned, Mallory, the experience and the chemistry you guys have really kind of in your second, third year together as a team. Yeah, I mean, exactly what Chloe said. It's a very veteran-heavy team. I feel like we have new pieces, but we only brought in one freshman, and we we did something really rare. We didn't graduate anyone, so we brought everyone back, and throughout this entire summer, I think every single girl is in the gym every day. And being able to prove how much work we've put in, how well that worked, it's, it's really fun to be a part of and to see. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I would say that the culture on this team is definitely something special that I'm lucky to be a part of. Like Mallory said, everyone gets in the gym. Everyone's super bought in. So when you have a team like that, it's hard to not be successful. And so I'm hoping we can just keep this uh, rolling. Yeah, and especially with the road trip coming up, it's not the longest drive you'll have to take this year. But what is the what do you do on the, those long bus drives to kind of pass the time? Is it kind of a lot of people are talking? There's kind of I know soccer, they like to do TikToks and stuff. Is that the same thing that basketball likes to do? What's kind of you guys routine when you get on the bus and, and get ready for games? We like to play a lot of cards on this team. Oh, We're always okay. playing like Euchre, Cribbage, um, other card games like that. So that's how we pass time. Do you and have a do you have a go to Euchre partner on the team or? Yeah. I'd say Mallory's my go-to Euchre partner. <laughs> well, all right. We've we played together for like four years now, so we know how each other plays and, you know, she's yeah. a good player, so. Yeah, do we have a record tally on how many <laughs> oh. that's been won or win percentage maybe? Or we should have been keeping, I, keeping we it. We should have, yeah. Win percentage, it's up there, I okay. would say. I would it's say up it's there. It's, we're hard to beat. <laughs> Sometimes we have to separate as partners just so we don't keep winning. But. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's that's suffer, suffer from success there. Is this yeah, exactly. Part, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, as far as kind of the, the atmosphere on the bus rides, you guys like to keep it light or is it kind of like locked in business trip? We're going to get there, we're going to get a win, and we're going to come back. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that on the way there, it might be a little bit of lighthearted, <clears throat> like fun energy. But on the way to the gym, as far as going to the game, I think everyone pretty much has their headphones in. And whether you visualize or whether you just get in that zone, like that's pretty much what happens. It's business at that point. For, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I would agree with Mallory. Um, talking a lot during the beginning of the trip, but you can kind of see like when we're about to get there that everyone's listening to the music that hypes them up and whatnot. So yeah. what's, on, what's on the playlist for you two, <laughs> the, the pregame playlist? Oh, it depends. I would say... I have to stay really calm at first, so I do a lot of different like fun music, more like R&B type of thing. But once we arrive to the gym, it kind of flips to rap just so I can get hyped up and not too early. For sure. All right. Yeah, I agree. I would say when we about time when we get to the gym, it's more of like a rap playlist to hype me up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, probably just chill like R&B music. OK. Is there a team DJ that's always, you know, got the locker room speaker, my playlist, everyone out of the way. Let's go. Is there somebody like that? Right there. 
Yeah, most of the time I have it, um, but we have a lot of good people on our team who do X, so it's kind of yeah. whoever gets in there and connects first. Oh, so it's a race, basically. So you got to be on the front of the bus. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Oh, you yeah. say no white noise on the playlist, just kind of lock in or anything like right. that. I had a kid yeah. in high school who did that. It was very weird. No, yeah. that would do absolutely that. not. Oh, my gosh. For no, sure. No, not good I mean, there's some, a lot of places that you've been able to play, especially with, like, NCAA tournament and stuff like that. And even, like, with Michigan Tech and stuff, what's been the longest bus ride along travel or what's felt like the longest type of travel that you've had to do yeah i'd say the up trip um for the most part like something that we do every single year so uh yeah it's about like seven and a half hours and then obviously we're a winter sport so you never know how the roads are going to be especially crossing that bridge uh so yeah that definitely feels like the longest one i would say but also it's a scenic drive so it's not too bad yeah a little something to look at at least yeah yeah, yeah it's fun going up there i always think because it's super pretty during the winter and or whenever we go um, that one I never take as bad because you never go the day of the game. So days like today or even Lake State, again, isn't too far away. But when you have to get right off the bus and play, it's not an excuse, but it definitely you have to get there a lot earlier and warm up a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, kind of speaking of the, the pregame routine, and I know, uh, Chloe, from the time we were kind of spent in the summer, we were obviously training over the summer here in Big Rapids. I know you love to cook as far uh, as really just chefing it up. Is it far as pregame meals? I know it can vary between teams and players and sports. Uh, what's kind of the go-to like pregame meal, maybe on the bus or even before you leave? Yeah. So if we're not getting pregame meal um, provided to us by our coaches, um, it's usually like an egg wrap with like ham, avocado, basil, pesto, all that stuff. Got to add some hot sauce to it, of course. Oh, <laughs> are you a, are you a Cholula or Frank's Red Cholula Hot? Cholula all the way. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Number one. I'm on that same boat. Yeah, my my <laughs> coach that. is a diehard Tabasco guy, really? so that's for sure. Yeah, I cool. like that one too, but you know sometimes I have to switch it up. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine is a little different. I'm not the most nutritious person on the planet. Um, I try to have like a sandwich or eggs, but before every game, I still eat the purple Skittles before every game. So Wow, just the purple ones. Yeah, or no, no, the purple bag. Oh, oh, yeah, I see what you yeah. Oh, gosh. The purple oh, bag. Oh, that would take some time to pick up. That is yeah, bold. Right? No, <laughs> nope, I have to, like I said, it's really unorthodox, I would say, but um, I get a little sugar before the game. <laughs> oh, there you go then. I want to know, especially for Coach Westendorf, I've seen him in the summer at the golf course and stuff. What's he kind of like on the bus rides, especially, or just kind of day to day when, is there a, a big switch off from coach to just, you know, being curt and stuff like that from practice and just everyday stuff? Um, I don't know if I would say a big switch off. I think he is one of, he's a great leader because he's so consistent. I would yeah. say he brings the same energy, whether on the court or off the court. Um, Obviously on the court, it's different. Like he has higher standards for you. He expects the most, but as far as on the bus rides, like he likes to play cards. Um, he is busy. He has to do the scout and everything. So I think we definitely get to have a little more like fun time as a team in a sense. But if there's ever, he loves to jump in a euchre. He likes to joke around and do all the same things we do. Does he have a go-to partner for euchre too? Or is he just, whoever's up is the... Uh... Usually who's ever up, I think. He oh, just yeah. jumps yeah. in. Yeah, he's usually pretty busy doing, like Mel said, like scout. or He, he is definitely really locked in during game days, I would say on the bus rides, I could tell. Okay, right on. Well, and especially for um, you guys, for being such an experienced team, obviously you guys have trained, especially with a lot of the players that you're with, and now especially like a couple of new freshmen coming in. I know obviously uh, with Claire being the lone freshman kind of this year, uh, but everybody else has really been working together. When it comes to practice time and when it comes to really prepping for the opponents, uh, what are those things that you guys do maybe normally in practice uh, that you feel set you apart from other teams in the GLIAC or even other teams in the region? 
I would say, and this is credit to our full coaching staff, um, we scout very well. We know their plays in and out. Um, and granted, at the end of the day, I know they happen a lot faster in a game, so you're still going to get burned. But you, it's very easy to identify plays, I think, for us. And one thing that we do that might, again, be different from other schools is we have a very lighthearted team. So like we could mess something up and it's not, we're not really getting screamed at at first. It's more just like some, we're all laughing. And I feel like it keeps a really good energy in the room knowing that when it comes like time of the game, we're going to be ready to work. But right now it's like, take a breath. Like you got time. Yeah. I agree with you, Mel. I would also say we're really detail oriented with like everything we do in practice, whether it be practicing, like how we play defense um, or just like running our offensive sets. And um, I think we keep our standards pretty high as a team. So just continuously every single day in practice, making sure that we reach those standards, then in the future we can raise those standards. And just if we're meeting those every single day, you know, we're reaching greatness. So right on. And speaking of kind of on the court, Mallory, I mean, there's times where I'm watching you and I don't even expect the passes that you toss <laughs> out. Is that kind of a spur of the moment thing? Are you kind of looking, especially kind of designing plays and stuff? Are you looking for that pass right away and trying to fake it a little bit? Or what's the what's the thought process behind those passes? Yeah, I would definitely say I try to sell it. I feel like I already I know how a play is going to end up. Um, just with being the point guard, you kind of have to know where everyone's going. Mm -hmm. So I get very lucky because a lot of times I will say Chloe catches my passes. She makes me look better than maybe <laughs> what the passes are. But um, yeah, I just try to sell it. I was always taught sell it with your eyes. And if I can get somebody to bite a little bit, that's what I try to do. Yeah, Mel has great vision for the court. Um, she already knows what's going to happen before it already does. Like I can see sometimes we'll make eye contact at half court and we both just like know what, what's going to happen. <laughs> You're like, I it's coming. I, yeah, know it's coming. Like, <laughs> I literally tell like the incoming freshman or like the younger um, girls on our team, like if she's not looking for, looking at you, expect it. Like she will throw <laughs> it. Like that's when you have to expect it the most is when you don't think it's coming. So it's your head's got to be on a swivel when uh -huh. ball. at all yeah. times. Yeah, for sure. And especially for you, Chloe. I mean, the, the Hakeem spin move is seem to be in your bag. <laughs> all the time where'd you learn yes. that move and why is it your go-to um I've just always done it I okay actually I will give credit um my dad used to like train me in like five basketball moves only and that was one of them so I've practiced it ever since I was young I used it all throughout high school and it worked um kind of like a little fadeaway jumper um it's hard to guard you know and I'll just keep going to it just because it's what's comfortable to me um but yeah it's definitely one of my favorite moves I will say <laughs> For sure. And last question for you. We thank you so much for coming on. We asked you guys already this uh, last time you came on when it was the MVSP, but has anything changed or is it still? What's, what's been the favorite thing about being a Ferris State Bulldog and being in Big Rapids? I would just say the team. Like, I am so lucky to be a part of this team because we are so close and it creates such a good chemistry and culture, like, on the court. But just off the court, knowing that you have 13 girls who will do anything for you, have your back no matter what, um, you know, it's special to me. And these are the girls that I'll be spending the rest of my life with as friends. So. Absolutely. Exactly what Chloe said. Um, these friendships that I've made obviously made us come back for another year. And mm -hmm. there's nothing like it. Uh, Ferris is such a family atmosphere. And we always say it's different here. And you don't know what we're talking about unless you're here. So it's it's amazing. On the court is so much fun. But off the court is even better knowing that you're doing what you love with your best friends. Absolutely. Well, Mal, Chloe, thank you so much for joining us. And a good luck this weekend. Thank, thank you. you. Once again, huge thanks to Mallory McCartney and Chloe Idoni for coming on the show. They're headed to a game.
Pretty much right after we finish recording. Right so, now. They're yeah, on their they way. Are, they are on their way up there, and we can't thank them enough for coming on the show. So let's head into the breakdown for what's happening this weekend. Absolutely. Fair Stage Sports Slate at Purdue Northwest Women's and Men's tonight, 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Tip-offs there from Hammond, Indiana. You can follow along at fairstatebulldogs.com. Joe, Friday. Friday, indoor track and field is going to be at the GVSU Holiday Open. Brandon's not going to be there, I'll to my there. dismay, but it's going to be a good one regardless. And the men's ice hockey is kicking off the doubleheader. First day against Bowling Green down in Ohio at 7.07 puck drop. There you go. From Slater on Saturday, uh, women's and men's hoops at Parkside, 2 and 4 o'clock tip-offs there from Kenosha, as well as hockey finishes up a doubleheader at Bowling Green, 707. And just to make sure that you know, uh, I have work on Friday, but I will be following along with that meet every single minute that I can. I'm not knocking you for it. I'm just saying I'm surprised that you want to go. But that's going to be it for the episode. Brandon, close us out. Absolutely. Until next time. Take care, everybody.